broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. It's the MedCare Business Network, featuring your host, Tom Harbin. All right. Well, great. Well, I'd like to welcome uh, you to MedCare Business Network. My name is Tom Harbin, and I'm one of the partners here with MedCare Staffing. And today we have uh, CEO, uh, Chief Executive Officer for Kinetics LLC, and uh, that is Shannon. I'm sorry, Shannon. How, how do you say your last name? Russo. Russo. Okay, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. And I'd like to welcome you to our first podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Tom. Great. Thank you. Well, uh, Shannon, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long have you been in business and how'd you get started? Yeah. So um, this is a little crazy. So we're 17 years in. I started Kinetics in 2004. Wow. Um, yeah. So we've been in the biz for a long time. I have been in the human capital space almost my whole career. So other than a brief, um, maybe eight year stint in the, on the finance side, um, I've been in human capital. I started out in finance and human capital and uh, kind of went my way up and then decided that I wanted to actually um, run a business wow. doing the same thing. Wow. So, well, that's great. I know that, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> being in the uh, staffing industry ourselves with all the COVID, you know, now I think we're going on the third year. And uh, I think right now I would love to hear from you and the audience would as far as like post-COVID, what's going on post-COVID for staffing? Because I know you said 17 years, so wow, things have changed. What's helping you or what are you seeing out there? Truly, things have changed a lot. Let me take you back. <clears throat> you know, none of us really want to go back to 2020, but let me take you back. So um, our business is recruitment process outsourcing, which is talent acquisition, but we do it for our clients as our clients. So right. we do the full process. Um, of recruitment um, for our clients. And so the way that we look at stuff is like jobs open that we're working for our clients, if that makes sense. Yes. <clears throat> that we're hiring for our clients. And um, just to give you a perspective on the world as we came through COVID, we started in February of 2020, just to give you a, uh, taking you back, 850 jobs open. So just a, a little picture okay. of COVID for us and I think so many companies in the human capital space. Right. 850 jobs open, full team, running hard, filling a lot of jobs. May 2020, three jobs open. Wow. Three. So March, literally the cliff, you know, when you went to April and then um, kind of went down. June 2026 jobs open. So 850 to three and six. So let me just give you that as a perspective of what COVID looked like for us. Um, now, let me fast forward to 2020. The beginning of 2020 was when people, right, in the fall, people started to come back. Right. Um, people started to come back to work. They started to need um, really to fill their jobs that they stopped right. wanting to fill, irrespective of whether they needed it. And then I would tell you in mid-January 2021, we went from one extreme to the other and hit the wall. Um, <clears throat> today, we have 2,300 jobs open for our clients. Wow. 2,300. So basically 850 to three. Then, oh, wow. So when you started off before COVID hit, how many employees did you 
have working with so at the time i probably had around 40 to 45 recruiters so good size shop right um today i have 64 recruiters and i'm adding 10 more wow that is so a significant bit of growth but it's all been sort of back and loaded right to getting us out of covid i would tell you in 2021 for us our only revenue constraint was people to fill the jobs that our clients had. And I know we're not alone in that regard, by the way. Right. And again, what you just said, you know, I, my wife and I were driving around the other day and we see all the for sale signs and, you know, talking with people at restaurants and it's a staffing, you know, everyone, you would think that we're in the staffing industry and like what you said with all the different jobs, but it's still, it can make it even more difficult because, you know, things have just sort of turned upside down. I know uh, another thing that uh, I noticed that you wrote down here about healthcare on the other side. What exactly do you mean by that? So um, a couple examples, because we both do stuff in the in the healthcare space. Um, <clears throat> you know, all the things that happened during the, the kind of heat of the pandemic, right. um, the money, the all those things, the the travel, nursing. There's all these kind of really um, incredible dynamics that happened really served to cause a significant amount of disruption in the talent market. And so here's what I would tell you. We've seen RN specifically nursing on the nursing side, a 74% drop in response rate of candidates. So I actually need more people doing the work to get to the same result. And and I'm not alone, right? So anyone who's doing recruiting in the space would need more people to get to the same result because the, the response rate is so much lower on the one hand, so you've got to have a bigger funnel for every job. And then secondly, um, and you mentioned it, Tom, at the very beginning um, when we were chatting, that just getting people to the finish line is significantly more challenging. Um, so that's something I, I thought would be worth mentioning. Right. Um, everyone loves to talk about the great resignation, right? Right. And wow, I, as a, a person someone who has people around me that have jobs, right? Nobody should be treated unfairly in their job, full stop. But but my perspective of 2021's version and 2022's version of that is something that I'm not happy with. And that is the great resignation means if you're in a job where you are not um, appreciated, underpaid, any of those kinds of things, then then you should be willing to make a switch. That's what it means. Here's what it does not mean. It does not mean that you should take a job where you and the client have gone through, the hiring leader have gone through all this time, effort, money to get to the finish line, and then you ghost them. Yes. It does not mean that you are unethical and you take one job and then take another job. So what I would say is interesting that is one of the dynamics I've seen, and it's sort of this very dark underbelly that no one's talking about is great resignation is not an opening to be unethical. And that's what we have seen in 2021 and 2022 from a candidate behavior standpoint. Right. I I, I see exactly what you're saying. And uh, matter of fact, what, you know, nowadays I feel like you have to almost be triple quadruple, whatever on your communication skills with these doctors, because they're looking at different opportunities and let's face it, you know, we're all sort of selfish when it comes, you know, they're looking for, a, you know, maybe a new job or their kids are getting older, whatever that the case is. 
that Correct. they might be working with four or five different recruiters. So the ones that procrastinate are going to lose out. And and a hundred percent. And I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with people looking at multiple opportunities. Totally okay with that. But if you decide to take an opportunity, then take it and you shut everything else down. If you don't want to take it, then don't take it Right. and be transparent about that. Don't be unethical and take one and still try to get another one and then screw the first one. Like that's what's not okay. I see. Looking at yes. multiple opportunities, totally okay. I love it. Good. Please do. Don't be unethical as you get to the finish line. You have to make a decision and you should, right? When I say ethical, right? Ethical is you make a decision and you, you, you're a person of your word. Right. And uh, again, nowadays, that's all we really have. I know that our firm is talking about relationships and coming through for people. And, you know, it's just decent respect. I know that in, as a recruiter, that's my background, that if I've had three or four physicians, uh, you know, want to be presented to a candidate and I present them all. And if they say for whatever reason, they don't want a certain candidate, then I'd I will call them and let them know, hey, this is not going to be a potential. There's no need in wasting anybody else's time. Yes. And uh, so you're seeing you're seeing some candidates maybe taking advantage of the situation and taking one job just sort of as in case something until something else comes around. Right. Yeah, that's uh, not, uh, not can, some candidates, a, a significant increase in this kind of behavior. Sure. Significant and, increase. Right. Across. Six figure people. Not just, right? We're not talking about $15 an hour people. We are talking about people in the six-figure range doing things like this that to me is unacceptable. And so, you know, from my standpoint, we're talking internally about how that's, that is not right the great resignation. That is unethical behavior. And you, we should call it out as such. Now, are you a, do you work in a brick and mortar office or do you totally remote? I've seen that. So it looks yes like you're to both. Office. Yes. Yeah. Yes to both. We've got an office um, in Atlanta, right okay. in the perimeter, um, kind of corporate HQ land for lots of companies in Atlanta. And then, um, however, the shift we've made is our team can be 100% remote. So the folks that are in the office are mostly our back office staff. Okay. And then. Um, some of our recruiting teams, if they want to come in and do training and that kind of stuff, they come to the office or if a client wants to sort of see how things get done, they can kind of come into the office. So we have a, um, we actually have made the office smaller than what it was before when everybody used to be in the office. Right. And, um, and so that's actually one of the ways that we have been able to recruit so many new recruiters is by making it a virtual job. Okay, well, that's a, that's another great uh, question I have for you. As far as the culture at at Kinetics, you know, we sent everyone home in the beginning, and then we came back, and I could tell there were several people that just they just didn't like having to come back into an office. How do you handle employees that maybe just hybrid? You know, I've heard of totally remote. I've heard of going back in the office and then a hybrid type model. Um, how's that affecting your culture? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. <clears throat> and it's um, something that I'm spending a decent amount of time on. And we always had a really strong culture. Um, so that's been super important to me to continue. I'll give you an example. Um, we use uh, part of our values, we call them potential factors, the things that are important to us, okay. right, with people. And back in the day, I'm going to say that in air quotes, back in the sure. day, when everyone was in the office, 
we had cards for each of them that would say like, Hey, Tom, you did this great thing. Let me put, let me write this card out and give it to you. And then if you came into my office, you'd see that those were all over people's desks. So we switched, this was pre COVID, but it really has been um, important now since we are all remote Right, is that now that is done through an app called recognize that we use. And we have those same cards just um, on an app and it actually connects to Outlook. So you can do it right from your Outlook. And then when I do team meetings via Zoom right. <laughs> and everybody's together, um, those people get called out and we actually have awards based on those things. So we've tried to carry the traditions, just making them more um, able to be done on a remote basis, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, again, I think that is so cool that that idea, because those are all the things that we're trying to figure out in this different you know, world that we're living in now is how to create that same uh, culture of the synergy and everything that you not, might not necessarily get when you're working remote, as easy it is as in an office space, because now it's more on the result side of things instead of what, right. you know, just getting the job done. So again, I'm curious to find out from you, like this, uh, uh, what you were talking about with the cards and you're using a certain type of software now, uh-huh. who, who comes up with that stuff for you guys? You know, it, it um, uh, we were looking for a way because at the time, pre-COVID, we probably had about 25 or 30% of our team that was remote. And so we went looking for how do I make sure I can do that and what right. are ways to do it? So we were lucky enough that because of the way we structured our workforce, we were already trying to work on those things. Okay. So for us, the shift to almost all remote was much easier than most. But, but you bring up a really good point. What I would tell you is for people like you and people like us, where recruitment is your business, since recruitment is very much a results-based business, it's easier for people like us to motivate, pay, keep track of, know what's kind of going on with our team members. Where I would tell you it's more challenging is where there's not a production component right? Because we're doing submittal goals by requisition every week. Yes. And so it's very easy for us to know what's happening with our team. For the non-production roles, that's where I would tell you it's a little more challenging when you're not together because those hallway conversations are more, sometimes more important for them to kind of get their work done. That's And so, yeah, yeah, trying to find ways to um, create the water cooler Right. right. So we, we use a, um, another tool called Ring Central. That's our phone system. It's what we use for meetings as well as teams. And we have um, a uh, like chat that that happens in its team group. Right. And so there's lots of dialogues that are happening on that to give us a little bit of live connection um, to what's going on. People use it to congratulate each other, ask questions random updates show us their kids their dogs the snow that just happened right and so we use that to help create what would have been sort of more water cooler discussion right um and then with our leaders we try to make sure that we space out some of the one-on-one stuff so that you get this face-to-face time that like what you and i are doing um, with your team members that didn't used to have to be scheduled, but now it does have to be scheduled because you're not physically together. Yeah, that's a 
those are great points that you're making. I'm, I'm always curious from other business owners, as far as like your meeting schedules and I mean, are you doing like more meetings on zoom or teams or whatever now than you've ever done before or, you know, more than ever. So yeah. almost all of our meetings are either teams if it's um, and then it just depends, because if we're working on stuff together, teams is a good environment. We can share screens. We can kind of go back and forth. So we use that significantly in the chat in teams. And then um, but we do because early on, everybody went like went from nothing right. to everything. Yes. And you could get really tired. So the other thing that we do make sure that we do is some of our meetings are just via phone. Via phone. Right. If we were going to do it via phone, why wouldn't we still do it via phone? And sometimes you need a break because this, you're always having to be on. And so it can be tiring. So we, yes. we, we would take a more balanced approach to say sometimes we're just going to do it on the phone because there's no reason that we need to see each other face to face right right now. That's great. I heard someone say the other day they started their team's meeting off. Everyone was on their video said their haze, how you doing? And then he said, turn off your videos and only audio. And I found that I was able to listen better than because I'm all, you know, so I'm looking at my face or looking at someone else. So, it, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to see that how different uh, ways of doing business these days. Um, yeah. And I think having a mix, especially with your existing internal team, it does not always have to be via video. Right. There's no reason if you and I would have, in the prior to pandemic world called each other, then we should just call each other. There's no reason we have to do it video every single time. That's great. I love that perspective because sometimes I feel as a business owner, it's like I need to do something. I need to get in front of everyone. Uh, and it's like for what, you know, unless there's a specific reason, uh, yeah. you know, you just don't want to call a lot of meetings. So, well, let me ask you this, uh, Shannon, as far as, uh, you know, right now, Post COVID, what are you excited about? What you're seeing out there? What you know that you didn't see before COVID, maybe? So what I'm excited about is really one of the things that Kinetics has prided itself on is really being a recruitment partner that thinks differently. And so what I'm excited about is um, really trying to help people think differently about solving their talent problems. And so that that was something we we did before, but I feel like. Now, in 2022, people are more ready than ever to listen to that and really trying to help people understand the, the changes that they're going to have to make because talent's perspective is different right now. And, and in many skill sets, it's 100% talent driven. And so just helping people move themselves along. I'll give you an example that you'll appreciate. Um, for certain um, clients, the hiring leaders wanted to go slow, have lots of steps in the process. Look at lots of candidates. If you have a very specific and niche role, you are going to get less candidates that are going to be interested in your opportunity, and you are going to have to move significantly faster and have less hurdles. So really helping people understand and having those conversations in order for them to be successful in their recruitment, that's the stuff that um, I get excited about when I can show them and they see it and they are successful as a result. So it's not, it doesn't always work, meaning they don't always want to do it, but, um, that's the stuff that gets me excited because I think one of the things coming out of the pandemic is I, some of our hiring leaders are more open than ever to how do we get this done? And so that's where we can really make an impact. So that's what I'm excited about, Tom. Great. 
Well, Shannon, it's exciting to talk to you. I know, wow, you said 80, was was it 85 jobs that you had before COVID? 850. 850, and then it went down to three, mm-hmm. and now you're sitting at over 4,000. Is that right? Uh, 2,300. 2,300. Okay, great. I mean, that that's exciting right there. And it I'm, is. I'm sure with the remote aspect, are you finding talent? You know, wherever is there is talent more abundant out there right now to like recruiters to find to work or is it? Yeah, I, I would tell you that the remote option is a, is a big um, attractor for recruiters today. OK, That's significantly. Right. So we, we've been able to um, hire faster than most of my counterparts in terms of building a team. And I do think it's our focus. Um, and it's our, our willingness to do it remote cause everybody's remote. And, and so that has helped us. And then what we've done is instead of staying with the big cities, we're, we're going to tertiary markets where people maybe are not as paid attention to and, okay. and really kind of pulling them out of those, um, markets and having great success with that. Wow. That's a little tip there. If you were listening, we'll see. Yep. Well, listen, Shannon, I really appreciate your time. And where can uh, where can people find your company online? Yeah, so um, we are at kineticshr.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-X-H-R.com. And I'm on there. You can actually get directly to me, my partner, um, as well as, as you might expect on LinkedIn, Shannon W. Russo. Great. Well, Shannon, so excited to talk to you. Wow, you got all kinds of things happening. Looking forward to uh, seeing where we are this time next year. That sounds perfect. Yeah. 2022, I think, is going to be a good year. I'm very hopeful well, thank you, for Shan- all of us. Thank you so much. And uh, this is our first podcast. So thank you for doing this. We you are welcome. You okay. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye, Shannon. Bye. If you want to hear more, go to MedCareBusinessNetwork.com. This has been a presentation of Medcare Staffing, where we come through for you. Thank you.